0: When looking for the king of podcasts, you're at the wrong channel.
1: Well, excuse me!
0: Looking for good ideas for life? You're far from good hands. Hey bud, what's your problem? If you think the listener is always right, you're far from the right place. Out of order. Even in the future, nothing works! Hosted. By a Northeasterner by birth But a rebel by choice Are you threatening me? If you want a host that floats between love and
1: madness And we know the night is always gonna be here anyway Thinking of who's working up my appetite Looking forward to a little afternoon delight Then
0: play on and listen to Crazy Train Radio Alright, guys, uh, listen to this blues riff and B. Watch me for the changes and try and keep up, okay? creators of this game do understand the subject matter may be offensive to some, but they do honor the families and people that have been affected by these real-life tragedies that these individuals have caused. Want to play a game?
1: Oh yeah!
0: Lover of True Crime? Yes, yes, yes. Well, we got an interesting game for you to check out. Wow! With the mashup of influences such as horror movies, collecting cards, and RPGs What?! Led to giving birth to an incredible creation of this game, Killers the Card Game You are all my children now! This game is a collectible trading card game featuring some of the most infamous killers with tidbits of trivia on the back of each card to help you learn some insight to each criminal. Who the hell are you? Let's not forget, during the game, cops will be chasing you and these criminals.
1: I'm a cop, you idiot.
0: However, check out their website listed through all social media today, which can be found under Killers, the card game.
2: Am I on the internet? I want to play a game. Uh, hi, this is Alisa Sun, and you're listening to Crazy Train Radio.
0: Hey, folks! It's your least favorite host in a podcast world, Croc. Jonathan Steele. Boy, do we have a good one for you today. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this next guest is a singer-songwriter with her next single that turns a breakup into an art, with it being titled Stupid Little Things. She is a true force of nature. As sure as the sun shines bright <laughs> and is sure to be in an instant favor, please welcome Elisa Sun. How you doing?
2: Thank you. Um, I'm good. I'm also, I, I can't really talk today either. I am <laughs> I had a long week and I'm like, today was my first day I could like sleep in. So I'm like nice. waking up now. <laughs> um, good. But I am good. I'm good. It's rainy day here in Nashville, Saturday. And I'm just kind of going to try to rest today.
0: That's good. So first things first, Stupid Little Things. It's the third single for your forthcoming album. So Mm -hmm. what can you tell us about the song?
2: Yeah, well, the album... Well, okay. So the album was released on Friday of last week. So this was one of the singles from that album and it was a really, really important song to me. I released it. um, I think I released it in December, um, but I wrote it with one of my closest friends here in Nashville named Emily Rana. She is a like a, a, a songwriter and artist herself. And then we also paired up with, or teamed up with um, Nick Lascano, who is a producer in Nashville. And I already had the song, most of the song written. Um, I wrote it on my acoustic guitar at home um, when I had just come home from a show. Sometimes I write songs when I come home from shows, like, cause I'll be inspired by... An artist or a style that someone like has. If I if I see someone that inspires me, I'll come home and I'll just kind of like feel like writing something, or something will come to me. So that I can't remember. I wish I could remember what show it was, but um, it was back in twenty twenty one, I think, that I wrote the song. So um, so yeah, it was um, when I was going through a pretty pretty rough breakup. It was a long um, long relationship. It was. Definitely like one that I thought we weren't married, but we were we were basically married and it was just a very heavy breakup to lose them. So it was um, it was about that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, it's obviously a very well crafted song from a real life experience, as you just mentioned. And there's raw emotions, but it feels like the production is very simple and sweet, but poignant. And it shows off the texture and uniquely transparent vocals that yeah. you have with great harmony. So why don't I go ahead and put the song right here.
2: All right. I don't want
1: to try. This is hard enough. All we do is fight. I think I'm giving up. Get out of this alive or settle being stuck waiting for a sign think i've had enough guess i'll have to get used to not telling you the stupid little things the stupid little things you won't be here to see like how i spent my week I grew A little more than you I've been digging deep You're still pushing through Stubborn to a fault You would say the same I'm not perfect I I will share the blame Guess I'll have to get used to I'll have to get used to Not telling you The stupid little things The stupid little things You won't be here to see Like how I spent my week Like what's been on TV
0: And make you crazy. Okay. Coming out of stupid little things. Now, make sure you go support Elisa in Spotify, YouTube, all that stuff. We got links, social media, all that fun stuff that will be on all versions of this. But actually, I was reading because we know everything online is true that you just had an album release party on a yeah, third. How did true. that go?
2: <laughs> uh, it was great. It was, it was a week ago today, which is nuts. Cause it feels like it was, I mean, it feels like I, it feels like time has just flew, flew by. Um, it felt like it was like last night, <laughs> but, um, it was so much fun. And, um, it was at my, one of my f- favorite rooms in Nashville, which is the city winery lounge. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really like warm room. It's very, it sounds great in there. It's, it's a pretty small stage, but we made it work with my band and my family came out a bunch of French from out of town came out. Um, it was really, really a lovely, lovely celebration. And the weather was really nice too last weekend, which was great. <laughs> um, so yeah, it went, it was great. It felt great.
0: So the album's been in the works for three years. So, why yeah. do you think it took as long? Are you one of those that has a hard time releasing your work to the world? or?
2: Yeah. Well, I don't think I have a hard time releasing because I have released a lot of music, but I think this particular album just took a really long time because of like several things <laughs> that happened. Um one of which was just the evolution of it changed, like, because it wasn't supposed to be, like, a full album. It wasn't supposed to be, <clears throat> um, I wasn't planning on doing, like, you know, merch or CDs or what I'm doing, which is vinyl, which is, like, my dream. So, it because it, it started out as, like, an EP. Um, so, just, like, four or five songs. And I was going to try to just, like, do it with basically no budget and, like uh maybe record at home or just do a few just a few songs and record them get them out you know and then I'll 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 have said that I did my Nashville thing <laughs> um because at one point I was actually thinking about moving back home to to my home state of California, because it was like during the pandemic, my breakup was going on. I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing here. I was kind of just going through this crisis. <laughs> um, and then as I, as time went on, I kind of like, was like, you know what I want to, I, I want to, what if I were to like dream a little bigger? And what if this could be, what if I could really do this and and do a, an album? And I started to kind of like build my own, I think my own confidence in like what it could be. So that's when I launched the, the crowdfunding campaign, which was in 2022. So that is what kind of changed to the, the progress or the, uh, transgression progression of, of the, the journey of the album. So it became the album and then that changed things because it was like, obviously going to take more time. Um, and then, yeah, that's kind of the, sh- shortish shortish story of how it changed
0: yeah it seems like there would definitely be some nerves with all that and a joke i like to tell is it might with all that going on and nerves and everything it it would make my roll on roll off if you get the drift but yeah but uh you mentioned originally being from california i know you're southern california la girl Uh you relocated to Nashville after the dreamboat tour, which Mm -hmm. I found interesting because you spent that tour living in a Winnebago. Was that Mm -hmm. something you rent or you said I'm gonna buy this to go around the duty shows? (laughs) What what made you go that route?
2: Yeah, that was so yeah, I, I am a I am a Southern California girl. I did grow up in Southern California, but I actually spent most of my time as an adult in the Bay Area. So like San Francisco, Oakland, which is like where I really started to learn how to to write songs and perform and do like open mics. And that was such a like, that was such a, I don't know, San Francisco is such a weird place. It's like got so many weirdos and just you can just kind of be whoever you want there and it's just wild. Um, People and don't
0: click an eye, I know.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was kind of a great place to learn like how to perform and kind of go into that like open mic scene because it's kind of just like quirky and nobody judges you. There's no like, it's not like LA. It's like, it's so much more accepting, I think, than LA. LA can be really cutthroat. So yeah. that's kind of why I don't, the culture there kind of, I'm not really into it. And that's why I've never really lived in LA like as an adult, but anyway, I lived in the Bay area and I was, I loved it there, but I was so burned out and it was so expensive. And I was, um, working like three jobs and trying to do music. And, um, I think I was also just ready for a change. I didn't really want to live there anymore, even though I, it was, it's beautiful, but I just couldn't. I felt like I needed a change. So my ex and I, the, the one that I wrote this song about, we, we actually did this RV thing together. So I didn't do it all by myself. Um, and we we bought it, we went in on this RV together. Um, and it was it wasn't as expensive. It wasn't like, you know, it wasn't a brand new, nice thing. It was like from, I think it was a 90 something Um, and it was a used vehicle. It definitely had a lot of issues (laughs) that we (laughs) learned. We learned a lot about like RV maintenance on the road. Um, and, but yeah, I was lucky that I had him like to do that journey with, and to like, just be like, yeah, let's go. And we just spent a year. I, we, I did a lot of the booking, so he wasn't a musician. So it was like, it was like mostly me doing all this, uh, logistical stuff in terms of like planning the tour um, but it was a full year of living in a 30-foot RV um, yeah and then and then after that was when I moved to Nashville so
0: yeah well what's it like for you to be heard on some shows or your music to be heard on LA Finest and Dial yeah. Face and these different being heard in a different medium
2: I mean that yeah that's the dream is like It's so, it's so cool. It's so, so awesome to, to hear your music on, on a movie or on, on TV. It's kind of surreal when I first, when I got my first placement, I was like, Oh my God, like I've made it. It was like, you know, some people could say that that's, you know, that's like, that's it. Like once you, um, once you are kind of heard in that way, you kind of get that, like, you know, like, wow, I can really do this and it feels big, bigger. Um, so I think, yeah, it's pretty awesome. I, I, I think that's like a lot of musicians dreams because there's a lot of money in TV and movies and, and like to have a song placed in a lot of that stuff is like, you know, just passive income. So like to get that money, you know, while you're working on your other stuff, that's like, that's the dream, <laughs> um, right. especially if it's your own music. Like, I know some people just write like specifically for TV or that. And that's kind of a little different because you're like, OK, I have to write X song for like emotional scene one A. <laughs> and like, it's a little more like robotic in a way, but um, it's still music. It's still creative. But yeah.
0: So how was that like for you? getting a phone call to say, hey, we want to use your or this song for X project.
2: It was amazing. It was so it was surreal. Yeah, I keep thinking saying that word, but it was very surreal. Um, and it felt like just to to actually watch the episode or watch the movie and like hear it and see it. It just feels so it feels really great. It feels really magical. Um, and like my music has like reached people more people than I would be able to make it reach on my own yeah yeah
0: is that and I'm not obviously the IRS I don't care for specific details are it but are those <laughs> are those uh, like a standard deal or is okay. there like negotiation room for that where you could say yeah hey we're giving you x and a royalty of x And that's it. Or do you get to say, Hey, eh, I would like, why? Or is it like you said, Hey, I'm just glad that my music's getting heard from a wider audience.
2: Yeah. I, well, I'm signed with a agency that um, it's a non-exclusive agreement, which means that I can, I can like opt out whenever I want to, or I can ask to join other agencies Um, And it's called like a sync licensing agency. So they, what you do is essentially you get, you get, uh, you sign an agreement with them that that they have your music. They don't own your music, but they just, they have it in their catalog and they, they have the connections like they, which is this, I have no control over. It's like, they have their special, (laughs) their special juice and magic that they do with with their connections and they pitch your music. And like, again, I have no control over how much they pitch my music. Like I have no idea what they're doing right now with it. Like, um, and I have no control over that. So it was like, they just emailed me. I'll maybe I'll get an email tomorrow, but I haven't gotten a placement knock on wood, that I'll get one soon, but I haven't gotten one in like two years. So I'm hoping I'll get one from this new album soon. But um, this, uh, the last one, it was like, yeah, I just woke up and I had an email from that, the agency that I'm with. And they were like, Hey, this show wants to do this. Um, and then it's a split. So it's 50, 50 between me and the agency. So it's like, this is the number uh, yes or no. So I can say no. And I can, I think I can, I've never tried to negotiate, but I can, I could probably try. Um, because I'm usually just like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> right yeah. away. Um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of how it goes.
0: So what kind of personal inspirations would you say you have on a music standpoint?
1: Oh,
2: um, well, I listen to music all the time. Um my personal inspirations are really all over the place. I'm I listen to a lot of you know, like R&B and soul music. Um, but I also really love Latin music and like Bossa Nova or Brazilian music and like world music. Um, so I'm kind of all over the place, but I think, I think my, one of my biggest like idols and influences is Leon La Havas, And she's like, Pretty, pretty big. Not a lot of people know about her, but she's big. She's famous enough. Like, um, where I feel like if you heard her music, if you didn't know about her and you heard her music, you would probably be like, Oh, I've heard this before. Um, she's from the UK and she's kind of this mix of R B and soul and jazz, and even a little bit of rock in there. She plays electric guitar and she's really good at guitar, and she has a beautiful voice. Um, and I just really love her style. So I've been a fan of hers for a long time. Um, But I do, I love so many different types of music.
0: (laughs) Right on. So we're here February, 2024, still early in the year. What do you have planned or what do you hope to accomplish for 2024?
2: Oh, I love that question. You know, (sighs) I have been really busy um, and it's been hard to like plan, especially like I look back on that tour in the RV and I'm like, God, I had it so good then because it was like all I had to worry about was the tour. But now that I have a day job and I have like this home base, it's hard to make time for everything. But I want to make time to plan more shows and plan more performances that that I will have a good time at, like not and not just say yes to like everything, but try to plan more intentional shows, like not just in Nashville, but in surrounding cities, because one of the great things about Nashville is that it's like pretty centrally located and you can get to Chicago in eight hours. If you drive, you can get to uh, Indianapolis or um, Memphis or Chattanooga or all these other cities that I could I could probably or I could get shows at. And um, so I think it's more like getting some weekend shows here and there and, um, focus on promoting the album. Really? That's, that's cause it's like nowadays, I feel like, I mean, the internet and TikTok, and there's just so much content. And I feel like maybe 10 years ago, or I don't know, five, I don't know, five years ago, it was like, you spend a lot of time promoting the album before it comes out, but now it feels like you put it out and then you have to pr- like promote it afterwards it's like because there's so much that like nobody even knows what's out <laughs> if yeah. that makes sense so that's and kind of does. what i want to do too is like make content um to promote what i just put out and just kind of like spend the year promoting it so yeah i needed someone uh, to ask you that question so thank you
0: <laughs> now we got a track record of it
2: yeah but,
0: uh, <laughs> unless uh, Thank you so much for the time. Thank you. Hey there, Friday fans. We know how much you enjoy the movies. Enjoy grabbing... Your Friday merchandise and interacting with the Friday family, whether it be at conventions or during our particular watch alongs. Well, when you're looking to get yourself masks, why not check out our friends over at Camp Blood Customs out of New York State and order your specific custom mask from any of the films? All orders are made specifically, your needs, and wants are. Make sure you find Camp Blood Customs on Facebook, Instagram, and all over social media, and order yours today. Hey y'all, this is Aaron Vaughn, and you're listening to Crazy Train Radio.